0: On tonight's show, we have attorney, author, and producer, Tiffany Hill. And now, for your host, Cool Card. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I am Cool Card. I am your host. Kicking a real cool car. Episode seventy nine. Episode seventy eight. I had Tim Arisu. He's an electronic DJ from Belgium doing great things. He's doing amazing things. Before the world shut down, he was touring. He was doing Tomorrowland out there in Belgium. I mean, he has some great songs. You can check them out on on Apple Music, Spotify, the whole night. And you can go back and check out the episode. It is streaming now. On my youtube channel that's episode 78 tim arisu oh, tim arisu he's a great guy so check him out on instagram also at tim arisu that's t-i-m-a-r-i-s-u all right and all the links are in the description of the show so you can check out all of his music other interviews he has going on um he has a lot of stuff going on but anyway tonight we're gonna be talking about law <laughs> we're gonna talk about law Um, my guest tonight she's an author she's a lawyer and she's a producer so we're gonna cover a a wide variety of things and it's gonna be really in depth because she's had some experiences that she's gonna share with us that are near and dear to a lot of people that are that have gone through or are going through the same thing so uh, like I said I aim to come on here and provide value to the end user the viewer which is you I can't do it without you I do it for you as well um, so yeah, it should be a good one. Uh her name is Tiffany Hill and without further ado, let me bring her in with a nice warm welcome and we'll get this on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome Tiffany Hill to the show. Welcome, Tiffany.
1: Hi, thank you so much. I'm so excited about being on the show.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I'm excited that you're here. And thank you so much for obliging when I reached out to have you come on the show. Uh, I, know you, yeah, I know you're know you a busy woman. I know you're a busy woman. So <laughs> I really appreciate you uh, joining me tonight. Um, first and foremost, by day, your trade, you're a lawyer, correct?
1: I am, yes. That is my day job (laughs) by day. (laughs) Um, As many of us do, I have many other things that fall into that other duties as a sign.
0: (laughs) Yes, you wear many hats. And we're going to dive into all of that. So it's going to be a good conversation. And we can, you know, just kick it. We're going to kick it. Like I said, I like to take it easy. It's casual. So you don't have to feel like, oh, what's he going to ask me? No, it's all about you tonight. So anything I ask you is going to be all about you and you can answer it. Fair enough.
1: Great. Fair enough. I want to know where that mug came from, though. That's my first question. I want to question you. I was like, I need to ask them how we can get that.
0: (laughs) You know, listen, hold on. And somebody was grilling me about this, too. They're like, man, I want the mug and you don't have any merchandise. I'm working on getting my merchandise going right now. I'm working on the e-commerce website. So, yes, I will have this for sale. Anybody who would like to, you know. Ooh, I like it a little tea a little coffee out of this you know I, I'm drinking water so but you know <laughs> <laughs> whatever
1: we choose to put in
0: it <laughs> right right whatever you choose to put <laughs> in it you know you can put this wine in there I mean that's not the you know quote-unquote correct glass but you know whatever you right. want in your cup is fine with me but yeah I will have these up for purchase soon all right, right. I right. will do that for you guys <laughs> but hey listen um i'm pretty sure you are a woman of faith right
1: absolutely okay
0: yes god gets us through day by day right
1: yes without Um, what can we do right
0: (laughs) exactly exactly he is the reason but i like to start all my shows off with a prayer i just want to give him the glory so um i just want to make sure you're comfortable with me doing that because i like to ask everybody because everybody doesn't have the same beliefs no i
1: appreciate
0: it okay let me let me let me uh well join me in prayer (laughs) Uh, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we just thank you. We gather here today, humbly Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, and we just thank you for uh, providing a platform for us to get on here and talk intelligently. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, and just have a great conversation. Uh, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for waking us up this morning. We just thank you for just... Continue to bless us and guide us, and just deliver us from the evils that are out here. heavenly to follow Jesus, and just protect us, protect our families, our homes, and our necessities, Lord Jesus. We just give you all the love, all the glory, all the praise in your name. We pray, Amen. 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 So yes, all right. I want to talk about law. <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to know a few things because you are licensed in several different states now. I don't know much about being a lawyer, so I want to know what does that entail? Because I don't know a lot of lawyers that I've dealt with that are licensed from state to state.
1: So to litigate or, you know, represent someone, you should be licensed in different states. Now, I also do legal consulting. So I, I work with clients in various places in various states and also some international clients. However, when it comes to like filing documents in court, you have to be licensed in that particular state. So I'm originally from Louisiana, love Louisiana. So shout out to all my (laughs)
0: people
1: from Louisiana. So I'm licensed to live to practice in Louisiana. I went to law school there at LSU, went to undergrad at Southern University. So Louisiana is home and, you know, that's a place where I would always want to be licensed. Um, I moved around a lot as well. In addition to, you know, my career has been varied, where I've lived has been varied as well. So I'm licensed in Ohio. Um, I'm currently living in Oklahoma and then I'm in the federal bar in Texas as well. So I do federal court consumer law litigation and i'm licensed to litigate there so yeah there's a there's a lot of variety a lot of dimensions um but it keeps it exciting and fun <laughs>
0: So, how i want to know how did you how are you able to like practice law across the board like you do consumer law you said you do the federal uh what else you do entertainment law do you have does that take more education than others to be across the board like that
1: it doesn't take any more education, but of course, you know, it's a constant learning process. Attorneys do um, continuing legal education. Um, I have a vast network, thankfully, of amazing lawyers that I work with as well. Oh. there's something specialized or, you know, a unique question, I can call them. So it's just, you know, like anything else, we're, we're all constantly learning, constantly evolving and, and it works. I think it keeps life interesting i'm also a mom and i have three boys and so everything is a balancing act and sometimes it it seems like a lot but (laughs) at the end of the day that's what keeps us going and keeps us motivated so absolutely
0: (laughs) absolutely you gotta have purpose right
1: absolutely for sure
0: yeah i know like you know they say when people retire and if they don't have any more purpose or anything that they're striving for they kind of just kind of wither away and you know you probably Probably could have lived a lot longer if you still had some purpose, something to do.
1: Keep yeah. going.
0: Yeah, keep us going. So, I mean, the day-to-days, it can be stressful at times, but we have to understand and kind of shift our paradigm and look at it like, hey, you know, if I didn't have all of these things going on, what really would I be doing or what purpose would I serve, you know?
1: No, I think that's great. And and you're right. Just shifting your your mindset and your perspective about how you look at things. You know, I hear... <laughs> Um, people say, oh, I'm sure you're busy. And I'm like, yeah, it's busy, but busy is good, right? And busy is a yep. blessing. It's a blessing to be able to do that and practice in the areas and meet so many amazing people by right. virtue of that. So. You,
0: you know what's funny? Because <laughs> growing up, you well, not even growing up, but just you, you always hear about like, okay, you want to keep a kid active because an idle mind, what happens, Right they get into devilment but then we grow up and we're adulting and then a lot of us complain about being too busy or being overworked right so it's it's,
1: it's, it's like
0: what do you want because (laughs) you know if we're idle we're probably going to get into some nonsense we're not supposed to be into you know
1: Oh, I like that. I've never thought about it in that perspective, but you're right. Like wh- what's the other alternative? Yeah. <laughs> like we want to be busy. We want to be in, and, and as you stated, when you have purpose, you want to be working and walking in that purpose and purpose doesn't really sit still. You know, purpose is active and continuous and you're, you're reaching people, you're touching people. So you can't do that by not being quote unquote busy.
0: Right. Exactly. And that's why they say, the, the fun and the experience and the blessing is in the journey. You know, Absolutely. everybody wants to say they have an end goal. Well, no, it, it's the journey. That's the exciting part of it. Right. You know, if you didn't go through all the bull that you go through to get to where you're going. Where's the excitement? Where's yeah. the experience? You know, that's true. So, you know, right. and once you reach that goal, that those are just markers, you know, benchmarks. You know, you hit that make another goal set another goal just stay active stay planning stay positive all that you know
1: yeah no i totally agree 100 <laughs> percent.
0: yeah I, hey, I read somewhere that you and and i'm pretty sure well you said you 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 work with will roundtree you do some work for him right yeah. but i was reading somewhere when i was you know looking you up and all that that you <laughs> that you've basically Either recovered or you saved over a million dollars in what consumer debt
1: so consumer law yes consumer law litigation so what consumer law litigation entails is essentially most of my clients are we're litigating against either debt collectors or either the three um, credit reporting agencies Mm -hmm. Syrian Equifax usually over um, some incorrect debt that's on their report on their consumer, okay. or either um, unfair debt collection practices, you know, they're not supposed to harass you or the manner in which they try to collect the debt. So by virtue of that, we file litigation in federal court under either the, usually the Fair Credit Reporting Act or the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. Okay. And our number one goal in all of the litigation is to get the debt removed so a lot of times it's a even that is an education for the client because even if it's not a high monetary settlement the value of having that trade line removed from your credit and what it does to your credit score and what it does to you know just your purchasing power is sometimes more valuable than them giving you a check for out and so through that process we've been able to help so many consumers delete debt from their report. So actually, a a quick story as to how I even started doing consumer law. Um, One of my friends here does a credit repair agency, and so he brought me on board to help assist with reaching out to some of the debt collectors with his clients. The first case that I was ever involved in, say the defendant, but it was a mortgage company and we were able to, because of their collection practices, remove a debt from a consumer's trade line in the amount of, I think it was at that time, like 80 something thousand dollars. And the entire trade line was removed. And it happened in like less than a year. And I was like, wow, this is powerful. And I just, you know, I had been practicing in, I've always loved contracts. I love writing. I've done employment law. Um, Higher education law, but consumer law wasn't an area that I had touched before. And so when I saw the power of just that first case and what we were able to do for that client, it intrigued me. And I was like, "Yeah, of course, let's do more and let's see how we can help." You know, consumers. Number one, be aware and knowledgeable that they can litigate, and then number two, remove that trade line, which oftentimes gives people a fresh start. You know, that they would otherwise have.
0: Absolutely. I, I, like, like Will always says, credit is king. Like
1: yes. your opportunities
0: are limitless <laughs> if you have that credit.
1: Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. So that's actually how Will and I connected on his, you know, credit journey and what he's doing for his clients with, you know, through credit education.
0: Yeah. yeah. And for those who don't know who Will Roundtree is, I had him on the show many episodes ago. He's like a credit guru. Um, he helps you raise debt off your credit, like the right way, though. It's it's the legit way. Um, he's a real estate investor. He just does his thing. So if anybody needs any help or assistance in that area, you might want to go back and check that episode out and get his information. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really I good brother. <laughs> what did you say?
1: I said I even have to go back. As I told you, I'm going to have to go back and check that episode out as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll DM you and tell you which episode so you don't have to search too much, but. Yeah, I, I don't even know the number right now, but it was a while ago. But uh, you, you and him, you guys did an event together too, right? I did see something like that.
1: Event. Um, Will and I have been knowing each other for quite a while. I'm not sure that we did an event. I've attended several several of his events. Okay. Of course, he's currently now embarking on a cocktails and credit tour where he's educating and talking to people about finance and credit and business funding and all of those things. Which is the first one is coming up in Atlanta, so plug I've been it, plug it, right? Plug
0: it, plug it. Plug
1: it. I've been um, through, you know, a part of a lot of those events, and then we've done like some Instagram lives and things like that. So that's probably where you've seen. It was us. probably
0: like an Instagram live because it was like a little flyer on Instagram, yes. I think, yeah, something yes. like that.
1: Definitely Instagram live,
0: yeah. Good brother, man. Definitely good brother, and. Just one more thing about law. We're gonna and we're gonna go over into the, you know, the meaty stuff. You have done some work in the PPE area, correct? I have, yes. Yeah,
1: yes. So essentially, for me, it's contract law, which is as I told you, is something I I truly love. But yeah, so in the PPE space, I review contracts for clients who are selling goods in that space. So okay. that's a right now a multi-billion-dollar. In- <laughs> It's just crazy how all of our lives changed so dramatically as, you know, as a result of the pandemic. And uh, so that's a space that many attorneys have found themselves in because of, you know, the nature of what we all just experienced through COVID.
0: Right. Yeah, it's it's that's a whole different. That's like a I'm pretty sure PPE has been there, but ever since COVID, that's a whole booming industry and. That's a whole nother conversation. But anyway.
1: Yeah. So
0: let's talk about you. Right?
1: Hey. So
0: you have <laughs> because I want I want someone I want someone to be able to see this and get some strength from this conversation. All right. So let's yeah. talk about you. So you have this budding career, you're practicing law, you're doing your thing. But behind it, you were in a marriage. Right? You were in a marriage and it was some things going on that you it basically changed your life you know it, it affected you and there's a lot of women who are affected by this and right. you know you've gone through it you got children involved and it's like i want to talk about this because i know that when you're in it a lot of people and i know you've probably heard this along your way it's like why don't you just leave
1: right well
0: i know because i've talk to people and i've you know i know i've known people Mm -hmm. i know that mentally it's not always that easy people say why don't you just leave but it's it's deeper than that so if you are willing because i don't want you to get uncomfortable i don't want you to have to relive anything you don't want to talk about but if you are willing to just expound on that about you know where did you find your strength the experience itself like what made you stay and right. then where did you find the strength to leave because i know that you were basically you were a victim of that abuse and then you're also a victim i read this somewhere you were a victim of basically having your children taken from you for a short period of time is that correct
1: absolutely okay so to, so. to, to i guess to First of all, I, I never liked the story, the question of the why didn't you leave. Um, and I think through my advocacy and what I've done to try to help people with domestic violence, I'm like, one of the main things we should do is shift our focus from the victim of domestic violence into the person who's actually committing the domestic abuse, right? Yeah, sure. So all these questions for the victim as to why didn't they leave or why didn't they tell anyone or why didn't they do X, Y, Z. Yeah. It, it, it almost takes an act of Congress for us to, you know, get yeah. any consequences for the person who, who does the abuse, who, who's actually the abuser in situations like that. Yeah. So well, what I've done through my experience is try to just share my story with particularly women, you know, I know domestic violence affects everyone. However, no. you know, my, my connection and my, my shared experiences is going to connect more with women who've gone through that. And just to explain to them that a lot of times we have this stereotype of who that woman is and what their financial capability is and what their education level is. And that's not always the case, you know, it, it It doesn't have to be a certain segment or a certain population that goes through things like this. And so I advocate endlessly, you know, for survivors of domestic abuse to the point where um, I've been constantly criticized. You know, of course, the my abuser does not want me to talk about it, you know, but there's. There's power in sharing your story. And so for me, when we take away that, um, any shame, any embarrassment, any why didn't you leave, any of that, because it's my story. And that that experience, as um, horrific as it was, has also helped me and, you know, positioned me in other ways to where now my, my mindset and my... Um, my outlook on how I deal with issues. It's like, there's not much that can get to me. There's not much that anyone can say to me. You know, there's not much that anyone can do to me because I know that during that time, my self-esteem was not where it should be. You know, I was dealing with things that now when you've gone through something like that and you have overcome that and you're in a better position, those things can't get to you anymore. And so me for me it's always about helping others to understand that that mindset so could anyone leave an abusive situation earlier maybe but you you know you never know you don't know what what all the factors are what's going on um children involved and and i want
0: and i'm sorry to cut you off but i want to say this too like people have to understand you know there's women going through it right now you know and i hope that somebody can watch this and say you know what Oh, I can find strength in that. I can grab a hold of that and do something about my situation. People have to understand that it's it's deeper than just the physical abuse. It's mental abuse. It's it, it's it's um, it's also you're in love and and it's also you want to put forth the effort at the beginning of it to try to work through it. To You know, hey, can we figure this out type of thing? Because when you're in love, you're not just going to give up. Right. You know, so people have to understand it's a it's a process. It is a process because earlier on, it's like, OK, first time it happened, you're probably in disbelief, but things can be worked out. Maybe it was a mistake. Maybe, you know, it's a one time thing. It won't happen again. We can work through it. There's all that. And no one can tell you how to handle that situation, especially when it's a person that you love, you know, and then it goes from, you know, from that phase to the phase of. In the public eye, you got it all figured out, you're happy couple, and you're living with the torment of trying to keep that image up right. while you're going through this, and you have children involved. Yeah. And so, I talk
1: a lot about that as well. You know, the, the image thing, all of those things that should not be important, but they, you know, they end up playing a role and a factor. And so through that, you know, through my experience, I later produced a film around domestic violence um, awareness. And even that process was a healing process. So to your point about anyone who's watching this and um, might be going through it, I always say not everyone will be vocal about their story. And that's okay too. You know, we all have to do what works for us. But what what is important is how they leave that situation safely. You know, not just because someone is, screaming at them that why are you still there you know there has to be a safe exit and a plan for that exit and and number two there has to be a healing process after that and so um I was very and have been and constantly I'm very deliberate and intentional about my healing the people that are in my space you Mm -hmm. know whether that's professional therapy whether that's self-care what that looks like for me whether that's what my network and my support group looks like, all of those things are important. And those are the things that, you know, a lot of times, what's to say, unless you've been through it, you know, unless you've been there, you really can be a support. But when you really connect and you're with people through our film project, which is the last time um, we had a support group that helped with that film project. And they were all women who had been survivors of domestic abuse the most powerful thing I've ever experienced, you know, is being in a room of women with shared experiences um, that could connect on that level. Now, the flip side is you hate to see so many beautiful women of all different backgrounds, you know, that have gone through a similar thing, but it was also very powerful. So, you know, I take the, the, what could be bad and turn that into, like we were talking about earlier, how do you turn that into purpose work how do you whether than dwell, dwell in it you know one of the things my i had an amazing counselor therapist right and so she always says if you need to cry cry you need to scream scream mm-hmm. like whatever you need to do but just never stay there and yeah. i always remember that you know no matter what we go through whether it's something work related family related whatever it is don't stay in that moment you have to deal with it we're humans yeah. and normal for us to have to process it but we don't have to stay there and so that's what I've tried to do is I don't stay in that moment or that experience but I do use it to help others
0: I mean the fact that you can speak so openly about it and in depth about it Mm -hmm. shows that you've you've you found your strength you know what I mean I don't know where you were when in that time and in that space but you've clearly found your strength you know because I don't know how you feel about talking about it, but it doesn't seem to phase you much. Like it's just an experience that you went through. You've grown, you're stronger, you're better. And I was going to ask you too, like how did it make you better? And you already said, it's like, now it's kind of like nothing phases you. You know, you, you've been down that hole, you know what I mean? And you've, yeah. you've figured out how to climb up out of it, which I'm pretty sure is a lot of prayer, a lot of God. <laughs> Cause. Of yeah,
1: absolutely. And knowing that, you know, that, any, any experience, you know, and like I say, when I talk about my pain to purpose moment, whether that's domestic violence, whether it's sexual assault, whatever it is, of course, for you, that's a very dark moment and a dark period in your life. So with that, for most of us, definitely for me, I can speak for myself, that comes depression, low self-esteem, you know, those are things that you have to work hard to get out of. And I never take that for granted, you know, when I'm talking to people and speaking with people. I don't take for granted where they are, but you know, but how do how do we help and move beyond that? And so I have oh go but ahead.
0: I was just gonna say correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like just just hearing you speak and feeling your energy. I'm all about energy. I feel like for you to be able to have your strength the way you do, you did the number one thing that has to be done before you can move forward is forgive.
1: You know, I talk about energy a lot. So to hear you say that is like amazing to me because I do. I'm like, I feed off of energy. Yeah. Um- I feel like it gave me kind of a awareness about people in a eye kind of oh, way. You know, absolutely. It's not like guarded, but I can tell your energy. You know, oh, like yeah. You don't decide whether I want you in my space. So I tell
0: people all the time, I can tell how you're feeling before you even know how you're feeling. <laughs> I, I promise you, as soon as you walk in the room, I know if I'm going to deal with you or not or be around you. Or I know how to deal with you based on your energy. Right. That is so real. That's just God. That's God. That's all it is. You know?
1: Yeah, that is definitely a great, great intuition to have. And it's necessary. We have to protect, you know, protect our peace. And
0: that's
1: very important. I'm like a
0: pit bull about my peace. I promise you. Like, the older I've gotten, the more blunt, the more just no nonsense type of attitude I have about my peace and my time. Like, I will tell you quickly. And I try to do it eloquently. Sometimes it don't come out that way, but I mean what I say, and you know I mean it, and I'm not afraid to tell you, like, listen, no, this is my time, or I'm not interested, or get away from me, or whatever it is. Like, I will tell you quickly, like, no. I well, feel- I'm
1: laughing because I feel like I experienced that from you, <laughs> where we were talking about something, and you were like, yeah, no, I can't make that because oh, <laughs> education or whatever. But no, but I respect that because it is important, and you, you know, even... As we talk about going through painful things, you learn to prioritize your time, yeah. you know, things that are really what matter most, you know, yeah. so
0: because if we let people that. pile on you. They will pile on you and they'll have you twisting <laughs> and turning and doing all types of things that you really don't feel the energy in your body to do, so you know, cool. and you're just doing it just to save face or to appease somebody. I'm like, no, if I'm not, if I don't want to go, I'm not going. If I don't, yep. if I can't make it, I'm not gonna go, and I'm gonna tell you, no, I can't be there.
1: No is a powerful word. Man,
0: <laughs> I love no.
1: <laughs> Everybody learn the power of no. I'm so
0: serious. I love no, and and I can be, oh, you know, I could be cool saying no, or I could be an a hole saying no if you push me to that, because some people are so persistent, you know, and it's like, listen, man. I'm not going to give you an excuse that other people will give you. I'm just right. going to tell you no. And honestly, I don't have to give you a reason why I'm saying no. it
1: necessary. You know? Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: So now, pushing forward and moving past this, you found your strength. You, for- you did forgive, correct?
1: So let's talk about that.
0: Tell I me have- about forgiveness.
1: I wrote a book. Okay. Um, Me, which is a story of strength, perseverance, and faith. Yes. Part two of that is called the forgiveness journey. Okay. Because it was something that I struggled with, and you know, and then I, uh, I, I think one of the amazing blessings that I have in my life is a powerful support team that would constantly talk to me about your future is bright. You know, it's amazing, but there's only so far you're gonna go if you cannot. You know, the forgiveness. Right. You can't go through it. Well, and so, and that's why I did part two, the forgiveness journey, because I think that is an important piece that we often. I won't even say forgive. Sometimes we just don't want to do it because it's like the person did me wrong. You know, just being blunt, like <laughs> forgive for what? <laughs> so, right. so, but but what is important for me though is that forgiveness looks different for different people. And so forgiveness for, for me personally will never be like sitting down at a dinner table or things like that. So yeah. you also have to be careful how people want to project what it should look like Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day it what's important is that you get to that that point of forgiveness and then you move forward so you can release that and into the you know walk into the full power of who you are yeah and so it's funny i was today at the hair salon with my stylist and she was like telling me how she felt amazing and you know how things were just going so great for her and i said you know what? Like I knew a situation she had gone through. I said, you release that. And and that's what you're feeling. You're yep. feeling the, the weight of that is gone now for you. And she right. was like, I never thought about it like that, but it really does. You know, it does release like a weight off of you. And I say, Hey, happiness has a glow. And when you let that go, you start glowing. Life starts <laughs> turning around for you. And yep. you know, it's an amazing feeling. That's where I am.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. I could tell. Can tell it, it, for real it, it just exudes like for real so you're in a very good space place in your life you're happy and you moved past and you moved on you got your strength so i really hope that somebody can take that and, and figure some things out because when you're in that dark place you see none of that you know and I, I i can't relate to what you've been through but I you know i've been depressed before for an entire year and i know like i couldn't see the light the only, the only light was God, you know, but that just coming out of it, you don't see where, where it's going to go or what it's going to be. like. And I tell people all the time, like, I truly can understand now for people who are not rooted in God, how easily they can take their lives. Like, I never used to understand. I used to be like, oh, how selfish, how, you know, whatever. That's crazy. And I would never do it because I know God. I, God has me. I'm rooted in God. But if you don't have God I understand it. Yeah, I truly do.
1: So many people that are—they totally feel alone. You know, and that's in—in in my shift too. One of the things that I've focused a lot on is the people in my life that are in my circle that I call friends. That you know, we're truly friends. Yeah. I don't have surface level conversation. I'm like, we're not just gonna be, "Hey, how was your day?" type friends. Like, we need to talk about. Are you feeling depressed? We need to talk about all those things because we're all going through something, and we will all go through something. You know, I was listening to a podcast about how life is um, life is just a a cycle of ups and downs. You know, and so you have to accept that. And and but we can do that better when we do have the foundation, the spiritual foundation, when we have friends actually having conversations that matter. Yep. You know, back to the fact that we're all busy, we're all busy. So if we're going to talk to our friends. Let's talk to them about things that matter, things that can help us, build us yeah. and plus, us. Yeah.
0: Life is all about shifting your paradigm. It's all about how you look at it. You know, people can gripe about, oh, I got to get up and go to work. But it's like, do you have a purpose behind what you're doing? Like, so if you if there's something else that you want to accomplish in life and not work a nine to five Well, shift your paradigm and look at that nine to five as the vehicle to get you there because you're earning money so you can put into your own business. You know what I'm saying? It's all about shifting your paradigm. And then you won't go to work complaining so much because now you're like, okay, let me do this. Let me let me just clock this out, clock this clock, get this money. Now
1: you're sounding like Will Roundtree, back to Will.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. But it's so true, though. You know, it's like if you shift that paradigm and just look at it from a different angle you'll stop the griping you'll feel better you'll be happy you know you'll see a shift you'll see a shift in your in your attitude and all that you know because hey what can you control your attitude right so you shift that attitude and you're going there smiling you're gonna have a better day it's gonna be a better experience for you very true yeah let's talk about this movie though i know you spoke on a little bit before so you got your movie it's called
1: The film is called The Last Time. It's an independent film project that was actually filmed in Atlanta, Georgia, where you are.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) So, um, amazing film project. It was an independent film project um, that we actually immediately got distribution for on Aspire, which Aspire used to be Magic Johnson's um, network. We had David Banner, who did a whole segment for us as it was airing. It just got... It, it was a powerful topic in and of itself, but I think the messaging and what we were conveying was so well received by everyone. And the, the support was just beyond what I could have even imagined. So it was great.
0: And we it was, had, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: No, I was just going to say we had Tommy Ford. It was one of his last projects that he participated in before his untimely Mm-hmm. Had had Charmin Lee, who is an amazing actress, um, Reese Odom, Wardell Richardson, and just a lot of great, also talent in the Atlanta area, um, who were a part of the project. So the film itself actually talks about a couple, and I'll just sum it up briefly: a couple who's going through domestic violence um, behind closed doors, who have this perfect image that we talked about, mm-hmm. and it just. It shows how um, the main actor in the film navigated through that situation and exit out of the domestic violence situation. Some of the main highlights for me in that film was the counseling that she received, the support that she had from her friends, um, the abuser and the consequences that he faced. So we try to highlight some of the things that were although it was you know it's a film so it's entertainment but we also were very focused and um keen on sharing some of the things that are important for people who are viewing it who might have that experience or might be supporting someone through a similar experience
0: right and i have um i have a little clip i want to play of you talking about that little outtake so i want to share that with the viewers real quick quick little segue <laughs> all right here we go y'all
1: my name is tiffany hill i'm originally from louisiana and the film project that i produce is called the last time the last time is a domestic violence awareness film project and the goal of that is just to educate people about domestic violence and how they can safely exit a domestic violence situation what was the inspiration behind the film was such a heavy subject matter what inspired you to tell a story like this my goal is to use film as a platform to get people to engage in that type of authentic conversation that we need to have surrounding the issue of domestic abuse i myself am a domestic violence survivor and i know you know firsthand the difficulties that people can face when they're trying to exit a situation like that
0: yes 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 yes
1: i think it was um, of course not that I'm biased or anything, but I think it was an amazing project. And we did receive a lot of feedback from people who said, wow, you know, that really helped me or, you know, it really touched them. And that that was our main goal and main focus. So I'm
0: and, really. And where can people view that now? Because I know it aired on Aspire TV. Is it on demand on there now?
1: Oh, it's actually still on Aspire TV and we will be shifting it soon Um, this okay. year. We're probably announced that in October doing Domestic Violence Awareness Month, okay. where we're shifting it to, um, well, you know, I'm an attorney, I can't say. <laughs> we're working on the contract now, where we'll we shifting it. that to other areas where people can view it. And also working on some other amazing projects with that team. So... Um, great production team. I appreciate all of them if they're tuned in. Thank you so much. It was it was really a great project. How
0: did, how did the project come about? Were you involved in film prior to that, or is it something you said, you know what, I need to tell my story. I need to seek out a production team, and how'd that come about?
1: No, so I was not involved in film prior. Um, at the time, I was doing a lot of speaking engagements and, of course, domestic violence advocacy and Initially, I went into the project wanting to do just like a five to ten minute um, Informative video about domestic violence and include some of the statistics and you know Just have a a tool to use in my speaking and teaching the people on the subject and the more I Talked to the production team and then as I shared with you before I had a group of domestic violence survivors Mm. who were kind of, you know, serving as like support as well through the project as to because we're always, of course, in with the matter that's sensitive, you want to make sure that you're being, you know, aware and attentive of okay, we don't want to be too offensive or, you know, so that that group also helped mold and shape what turned into an independent full, you know, short film project. So okay. it's off as something small, but as we always know, um We might think small and then the plan is much larger than that. So just having that faith and trusting in that and trusting in the team and we got an amazing result from that. So I had no film experience going into it. However, again, like I said, shout out to that production team who had been doing that in the area, you know, and they had tons of experience. So I just linked them and, and learned a lot through that process.
0: That's amazing. And you said you're working on some more projects, correct? And yes,
1: that- I love film. You know, I it's one of those things where I'm like, I love being an attorney, but I love filmmaking. <laughs> <laughs> I have to decide.
0: Hey. But
1: no, it's it's really exciting and the the it's a thrill of, you know, when you ask, how did that project start? And I think about those conversations and those phone calls where it was just an idea. And then I think about the film premiere where we had, we literally had like over 500 people at the film premiere in Atlanta. And then from that small idea to a film premiere of that magnitude and then distribution on a cable network its it's, you know, it's just a thrilling experience. And then to also be able to share a message, that's a power message that really can impact people and change their lives. So just that whole process, you know, it gives me chills. It's exciting for me. So yeah, I'll have to think, do I want to be part-time filmmaker or part-time attorney? Look, full-time filmmaker and part-time attorney. So (laughs) I I hope my clients aren't watching this.
0: (laughs) you want to be a full-time filmmaker.
1: You think so? I think so. All right. Well, I come back on the show to kick it with you and we'll talk about that.
0: <laughs> yes, we'll talk about the other projects that you have been, have made. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll do that. Now, yeah. for for women who are wanting to reach out, but they don't, you know, cuz in a in a time and a place like that, sometimes you you don't want to reach out to the people closer to you cuz you feel like you're going to be judged. What organizations cuz I know you said you meet with or you you met with women who were all in the same you know boat with, that you were in. What type of organizations can someone reach out for help and speak to somebody and try to get that encouragement to separate themselves from that situation if they don't want to reach out to somebody that's close to them?
1: That's an excellent question. So i I would always encourage people to call the domestic violence hotline. They can also search. Um, I've for a while, for a few years, I served on the board for the YWCA here in Oklahoma City who offered services and, you know, shelter for people who've been who were going through domestic violence or abusive situations. So just seek out their local resources um, if they want to talk to someone you know i i'm always a resource and i talk to people and talk to women but nothing is a substitute for professional licensed therapists and counselors so you know i always advocate for that as well i know sometimes for for people going through experiences like that it's hard to reach out to a stranger and talk about it but those people are you know they're trained and that that's what they're trained in and i think it's important that we we reach out to those professionals as well. Yeah. So thing I say though, there's never like I've received emails or, you know, random texts from people. That's a phone call that, I mean, I would have to be in the middle of an emergency for me not to take it. Like, No matter what I'm doing, if someone's like, hey, can I talk to you about this situation? I stop because as you talked about, like suicide or whatever the case might be, we don't know how powerful sharing our experience. Yeah, that experience might be could be for someone else.
0: Yeah. I mean, the main thing in life is people just don't want to be alone or feel like they're the only person going through what they're going through. They need a little guidance, you know, or and some encouragement or just a way out, a plan, something, you know, every, like you said, every situation is different. Some can get fatal, you know, it's just, it can get crazy, you know, so you just don't know what people are up against mentally. And that's why I said, now I, I fully understand more of what it takes. I don't want know. I don't even say that. I can't say that. I don't know what it takes, but I understand that it's more than just the physical aspect of walking out that door you know what i mean because it's a mental thing and sometimes they have you mentally and sometimes they have you feeling less than yourself and you don't feel like you're enough to even take that step you know what i mean so yeah so let me i retract that i don't know what it takes i can't even remotely know what it takes but yeah but i do commend you for your strength
1: and we can all be support so that's what here, when you say that you you can be a resource and support yeah and that's important
0: absolutely so i do commend you for your strength i do commend you for uh just being great man and coming on here and being able to share your story and, you. and being so open being able to talk so openly about it you know what i mean and just uh yeah man your energy i appreciate it
1: i appreciate you i appreciate you for being open for that topic and also for having me on the show on your platform so thank you
0: absolutely it's here for you that's what it's for (laughs) (laughs) it's here for you to (laughs) the value to the viewers because there's so many people out here that want to do things uh, they want to know things and they don't know what they need to know to even begin sometimes even though there's google and it's so easy and cliche to say some people just don't know though
1: yeah no it's
0: true yeah. i just want to do my part in the ecosystem you know that's no
1: it. this is a great platform you're doing your part <laughs> thank
0: you thank i appreciate you. that that means a lot it really yeah. does yeah so i know you have plans and you got to get going so i'm not gonna hold you any longer we've been on here for almost an hour <laughs> we awesome. yeah.
1: yeah if we if we went over an hour we were gonna that was my automatic invite to come back <laughs>
0: <laughs> right 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 absolutely so now yeah. i
1: get to come back i'm excited <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah but yeah but when you start making all those films you will come back
1: yes we might make them together because i hear that you have some aspirations as well so yeah,
0: for sure for sure definitely
1: on the on the right track for sure
0: yeah i'm just a dm away a email <laughs> away. <laughs> awesome yeah absolutely well you have uh, a safe trip have a great time at thank
1: you the event. thank you again for inviting me on I really appreciate it appreciate the opportunity to talk to you your viewers and I look forward to connecting
0: definitely we will stay in touch you have a friend fan for life I'll, thank I'll you. always support yeah
1: thank
0: you. good good energy good connection so I do appreciate it hey everyone Join me every Tuesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You never know who I might have. I will be back next week. All right. Um, I thank you for tuning in. I do invite you to subscribe if you have not subscribed. If you're new to the show, it's your first time viewing, and you got some value out of it, please tell somebody who you may know that needs to hear this. Um, Share it. Subscribe. All that. You can check Tiffany out on Instagram. She is on Instagram. She is on Facebook. She is on Instagram at TH underscore attorney. She is on Facebook at... I think it's T H Authentic,
1: yes, right? Correct. Did I get that right? I did. Yes.
0: <laughs> My mom, still got it.
1: <laughs> probably better than I can.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she does have an official website. I don't know that URL. You can check that. Drop is
1: that is THLegal.org.
0: Yeah, so if you need some legal advice, you need an attorney, he's your girl. Uh, and all these links are down in the description as well. Um, The link to her book, on Amazon is down in the description as well. So you might want to check that out as well. And then also, Aspire TV still has her movie, right?
1: That's correct.
0: And it will be coming to another platform shortly. And when she announces that, I will be sharing it because I'm sure she's going to share it, and I'll just go grab it, and I'll go share it as well. So make sure I get that if I don't see it so I can share that for you. Thank you. So that's support. All right. And- Hey, y'all, I appreciate you once again for tuning in. Tiffany, I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate your story. Thank you for your energy. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Hey, y'all, y'all have a good night. God bless. And we out of here.